Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to Hey, Jeff, a podcast about Survivor. And I promise many other things today. Danielle, we have Sorkin popping off. We have Matt Damon movies. <laughs> Sex in the City is back. Uh, Broadway musicals from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. We got everything on, on the list today. Usually we are a Sorkin and Ben Affleck uh, steered podcast, but today we're going on the other side. We're going to Matt Damon. But first, as always, we should get to the namesake of the podcast currently, <laughs> Jeff Probes on Survivor. Jeff Probes was, was spicy this week. He was spicy. He Deshaun had the gall to ask for a fucking letter from home. Yeah. Jeff did not want to hear it. <laughs> no. I mean, to be fair, I kind of agreed. Like, who in their right mind would take candy and cookies over chicken? Like, a source of very valuable protein. And I say that as someone who is currently reading Eating Animals. Have you heard of that book? No. <laughs> I don't read books about why, like, every hamburger I eat is destroying the world. Like, and I, I first of all, I agree. It's not like I'm like, I, I completely understand. I have... I can't control it. And I know. Well, whatever. that's how I'm I feel. But that's what he's writing towards. It's not. It's a, it's well written because it's very funny and it's good. And it's totally with that in mind. He admits to that all himself. And he's like, I know that's what you're thinking. There is a very important cognitive dissonance for us <laughs> in terms of what we eat, most of us, and how it got there. And I'm like, honestly, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to keep reading this book. I want it. No, see, no desire. I don't know if I want to like, because <laughs> it's very sad. So anyway, I just still would be team chicken on Survivor. Who? Yeah. Why have real candy when you can have Xander candy, mm. which is just some white meat, which is just some chicken breast, unseasoned, very sinewy, boiled, just like what you would feed a sick dog. And like plain boiled <laughs> broccoli is what it looked like. It didn't, the veggies did not look good. Do they get seasoning? Do they get salt and pepper? I don't. It didn't look like it. Like not even a little ranch dipping sauce. Nothing. Oh no! Yeah, no, no Hidden Valley. No, no Hidden Valley in Fiji. Can't they make salt? Can't they just boil off some seawater? I mean, you think that you could? Yeah, do something. But they're also so hungry that everything tastes amazing to them. Oh, of course. When you're starving, they yeah, don't want like, salt. They don't want it. I, doesn't it help you retain uh, liquid? I guess. Or does it make you pee more? I, I, I forget. I think it's both. Yeah, it makes you more thirsty. <laughs> so you're going to have to go to that like freaking water well, which is, I don't know, two miles away from camp and more to fill up your tiny water bottle. Um, I did mention that as I was watching, I was like, you know, what's really annoying about these challenges is that salt water in your eyes when you have to do the water challenges. Oh, yeah. How come they don't get to wear any, um, you know, water goggles? Sometimes they get like, if they have to like dive really deep, sometimes they get like one pair of goggles per team that they have to like trade. I would want, I'd be, I wouldn't be complaining about no letter from home. I'd be like, my eyes hurt. I need some water goggles. Do they get sunscreen? They have to. They have to. They can't just yeah, like hide in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. I just feel, I feel like that's got to be provided. They also, the camera crew, 
I know we haven't seen much of them lately, <laughs> even though we were promised more of them at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that? That we kind of drops like, that. This season is going to be behind the behind the scenes. Yeah. We're going to show you the drone operator. Yeah, that was just like 12 minutes of the first episode. Yeah, but if we saw them, if we cut away, cut to a wide the way we were promised, we'd probably see them holding up like they have to set some sort of shade, some sort of coverage, because otherwise a lot of the footage I think of these people would be unusable. They need shade. Just just one of those like big orange Gatorade jugs Mm -hmm. for like a guy with a backwards hat and a radio to drink out of and hang out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of stuff happened on this episode, and we're talking about salt, and we're talking about (laughs) what the cameramen are probably doing. Fantastic, as always. Well, I I, just wasn't that surprised. I'm sorry. I thought, okay, so Danny goes home. I was not surprised at all. I was, and I have a lot to say. I think this was like a fatal mistake by the not Danny Deshaun people. Instead of getting rid of who? Xander? No, instead of getting rid of Deshaun, uh, Deshaun. Mm. I think Deshaun is very much setting up to have as much of a case to win the game as Ricard. Hmm. And especially if in the jury, there's going to be a number of people really sympathetic to the story that started being told the previous episode about why it's important to have mm-hmm. black winners on the show. Maybe, but counterpoint? Yeah. That got a lot of coverage last episode. You know what got a speech this episode? Was Erica talking about how she felt bad voting out Liana and Shan because yeah. of a woman not winning in so long. And she wants a woman to win. She wants it to be her specifically. And, yeah. you know, I think she has a better... I like it to be her as well. I think she has I a better like shot than Heather. <laughs> um, but... I'm oh, so, my God. I'm oh, thinking, don't even start on Heather. You know, I'm thinking they included that in the final cut as a little bit of a a nod, if you will. I mean, we even see that there's sort of after Erica, Deshaun and Xander win the Xander candy, the chicken, the boiled chicken breast. Yeah. They hang out and they have their little meal and they kind of even discuss, like, is this sort of a final three here? where all of us are not Ricard and all of us kind of have a way to, we all have like an equal and and very different case to make at the end. And maybe our best shot is going at this together because it might be like a real, a real toss up as to who wins the million there. Whereas like if it was Erica, Deshaun and Ricard, everyone would probably just vote for Ricard. Um, I, and Erica says later in the episode, she's like, I like Deshaun. And I, and I, and, you know, we, earlier during the reward, we discussed going to the final three together. But if nobody really knows what Danny's game is, she yeah. says that. And that is a reason to keep Danny around, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me of Survivor. Gen X millennials, which I watched earlier in the year. And there's this guy, Ken, who I loved a lot. Tall, physical, beautiful. He was a model. (laughs) People called him Kendall. And he was clearly really hurt by that because you could just see like decades of trauma of people Mm. calling him Kendall. I'm sure that's really hard uh, to live with. Because he's just like a beautiful man. Yeah. Um, 
and he, you know, he was by he was a good tribes mate, like Danny is, like helpful at camp, nice guy, can win some physical challenges, but not all of them. And he got to the end, and like everyone was like, "What did you do?" Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. And I could kind of see that happening with Danny. Like we've discussed it every time we discuss Danny. It's like, yeah, we like him. Definitely I'm not like entirely him. sure what he's doing. Like what his game is. And Erica called that out this episode. So something that really frustrated me at the end here, they're like, we recognize that Ricard is the big threat here. Our yeah. goal as all of us is to stop Ricard from getting to the final three here. And there's not much time left. He obviously wins the immunity this week. So we're going to go vote out Danny because we think Deshaun has a better chance of winning challenges. I have an idea. If you want to keep around people who could defeat Ricard in a challenge and you want to get out people who it's less likely to defeat Ricard, why don't you vote out Heather? Yeah. Heather sucks. <laughs> she's just like, so she somehow she survived when she um she's a survivor. She's she survived when she tried to like cause chaos a couple tribal councils ago and just has fallen again. I forgot she's on the episode. I forget that she's she's final five. She's gonna be final three for sure. Because that's the reason. It's like we, we want to keep around people who could beat Ricard. So Heather would be obviously the one person who doesn't fit that mold at all. Right. But people want Heather around because they want to be sitting next to her at the final tribal council oh, yeah. in Studio City. Because I mean, no I one's like voting for her. I mean, we had one moment with Heather where she talks to Deshaun in the year of our Lord 2021 and is like, I had no idea these things were going on. Yeah. In your culture. And it's like, <laughs> shut up. You're, you're <laughs> like... You, you were obviously sticking your head in the sand for the last year, if not 60 years. You know, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, is she that? I don't think she's that age, Brett. 55? <laughs> um, I don't know. But uh, I know this is totally switching gears. <laughs> but can I just say how impressive Xander is? Physically, physically, he in that competition, he was neck and neck with a pro football athlete. Like I, I just to me, pro athletes, you know, like Olympians, pro athletes, professional ballet dancers. They're just in another realm of physical e-gamers. E, e <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're in another realm. Fortnite. Of, yeah. Stars. Fortnite. Is Ninja. Fortnite still hot? Is it still hot? Hot and popping? If you're tw I guess so. I what guess if it's like 12. Roblox is now the thing. Is there a competitive element of Roblox? I thought it was like. No, I don't know. I think it's uh, just people make, like, you can create your own game in Roblox. Yeah, I don't know. And you could pay money. I don't know. It makes a I'm lot neither of money. 12, That's all nor I know. do I know any 12 year olds. <laughs> so. But so, they're just. It's like, you know how people, I'm sure you know this, Brett. I'm sure you know people like this who love to watch sports and hey. then, and love to say like, you gotta pass that ball or like, you gotta run fast over there or whatever. They're giving like the pro athletes tips. And it's like, these people could never, ever compete 
or like stand next to these athletes. And yet they love to like give tips or say, oh, if I do was in there, to live I stream do. what I'm doing tomorrow, <laughs> which is at 10 in the morning. I'm just going to sit and do that for nine hours at my television. Yeah, exactly. But like. Xander, if he was the person sitting there saying that, I would be like, oh, wait, you actually could do everything that these professional athletes are doing. To me, that's amazing. He's great. I, I'm i not saying, like, I don't know when the last time Deshaun played, I'm sorry, Danny played um, football. Like, he's not, okay. In current like, football like, shape. He's is not that a current football player. Yeah, he's not he's not in current football sh- I mean, he's probably still in the best shape of anybody there. Yeah. But I, I, as we talked about, like I think being in like professional athlete shape is not a hundred percent like hey, yeah, it's a good thing to have on the show. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the only thing to have. No, like we've it's seen not. we've seen Old people win Survivor. We've seen not fit. It's, the it's, first winner is fucking Richard Hatch, who <laughs> is like 35 pounds overweight and just like hanging out and being like, yeah, whatever. Like, uh, totally. I know I'm it's not a saying... different game at this point, but I I understand, yeah, like, yeah, what Danny can do and, and what he did do in his career is incredible and i'm like yelling at lamar jackson because he threw the ball two inches away from the receiver's hand last sunday yeah um <laughs> but I, I just don't think like the physic like physicality is i mean you even see it like with people who go to the gym all the time like they're yoked but mm-hmm. like if you talk to anyone who knows anything about like human musculature they're like yeah these people like build all the muscles that pop out but they're actually not like as strong but as that's someone what who I'm would saying. Like, win a strength that's, competition that's why i think xander is truly so impressive physically and i agree it's not everything in this game and it's not everything in life but i just think when you stack up like what is xander what does he do again is he just a student like i don't know yeah but, he's like a crypto bro or something yeah, like that yeah. like for just some joe to be able to physically compete next to a former even a former pro football athlete i just think is so amazing that's all i'm saying yeah, i mean cuz it's more amazing what it's our guy ricard yeah his card like, is also very good. He's got to be in his late 30s, early 40s or something like that. It's hard because he's like young. He's got the Brett, young guy gray Brett, thing going on. Brett. I know it's a hot for you. Brett, he, <laughs> I I bet he's like 29 and he's just prematurely no. gray. Yes. No. Yes. He has like a child and everything. Brett, I'm so sorry to tell you this. I think he's younger than us. <laughs> I really, really do. I have horrible news, Danielle. <laughs> what? He's 31 years old. I knew it. I knew he was younger than us. He He's still just... in his 30s. He still can't have more than three drinks yeah. a night. No, totally. I have two, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to feel like, but like come on. diarrhea you, for the next week. You saw that. You were fooled by the gray hair. He is not older than us. He is young. Danny is older. Danny's 33. Ricard was born in 1990. That is... That is... <laughs> That is some truly just Wait, how old is Xander? Is, how old is Xander? Is that what Xander, you said? Xander, I got to find... No, I said Danny was 33. Oh, Danny's 33. Really find, wow. Let me find this, uh, Xander's. How old? Wh- how Xander's old? 21. Yeah, that makes sense. When do you get like... When do you get put out to pasture in the NFL? Um, 
Okay. Oh, that's a complicated question. Like the, honestly, the, like the average length of an NFL career is like only like three years or something like that. Well, but that's, that's not do Yeah. So that's like people come in when they're 22, like they leave when they're, that's like 25, but also like lots of people, there's a lot of people who come into the league and then with a number of years flame out due to injury or like just not being good. And like the people right. who are good hang around. Yeah. And, like if you're, if you you're know. pretty good, but and you don't get any bad injuries. How long can you keep playing for? Do you I think? would say I would say like usually like probably early thirties is is when that yeah. kind of starts. And obviously you have like psychopaths like Tom Brady who are forty five. Oh yeah. Um, but that's like that's an uber rare like once every two decades sort of occurrence. And there were other forty five year olds who played football, but they were like kickers and they like had beer guts and like smoked <laughs> cigarettes and stuff is this recent or this was back in the 70s oh no, yeah this is like black and white <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and jimmy carter was president got yeah. it got it got it um yeah just just that wanted to do a quick check in of ages let's just see how old erica is real quick 32 she's like us oh wow she is like us and like Deshaun is, you thought is Heather 26. was sixty, so let's see how old she's only fifty two. She's fifty two. Okay, whatever. Um, whatever. All right. So just quick age age check done. Wait, how how old is Deshaun? Twenty six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our guy Voce is thirty five. How old's my man? <laughs> Wait, Nasir. Yeah, Nasir is thirty seven. Love. That's the best age. That is truly the best. Uh, age. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm only I'm only a few years away. I'm in my mid to late early uh, mid 30s. 37 so. is when it's just that's the peak. I think that's the peak of life. <laughs> <laughs> Nasir peaks. And Nasir proved it is proving it. You know, it's never going to get better. Out, just hanging out. Yeah. Sharing smiles Happy. with yeah. Uh, Tiffany. Oh yeah. Wait. How old is Tiffany? Tiffany's actually also a peak. She's 47. Yeah. See, it's the sevens. 47, 37. Oh All right. Anyway, you... I strategy things to say. You yeah, know, like, I know. Brett was like, oh, I have so much to talk about about Survivor. Okay, so <laughs> let's get back into it. What else is going on? I just... I mean, I got most of it out now that I think about it. Okay. I didn't totally agree with, the, with getting rid of Danny. Yeah. As a strategic move, if anything, you should get out Deshaun or Heather. If your goal is to keep around people who can beat Ricard. Um, and then I think on top of that, you have this moment here where Deshaun throws Erica under the bus, under the fucking pile of buses. He like he gets like a fucking SpaceX rocket and like just nukes Erica. Yeah. And Erica's like, wow, I felt like I, I couldn't 100% trust you, and now I know. And this is in the pre, in the pre tie, sort of. This is like in the main part of the tribal yeah. council. And you're like, okay. And Deshaun says at the top, they're going to vote for, they're going to vote for, um, they're going to make a tie between the two of us. And then after the tiebreaker, they're going to vote me out. And I'm like, wow. I don't know if Erica is going to go along with that plan. Maybe she'll throw an extra vote to Sean's way. Maybe in the tiebreaker, she'll throw a vote his way. Just if, if anything, just like fire something across his bow. I was just very surprised that Deshaun stayed after that 
yeah. moment. And I had an, yeah, I'm sorry. Do you have anything to say that? No, I, I guess like he, the reason I wasn't surprised at Danny going is because to me, it was the editing and the classic survivor where I was like, it feels so obvious that they should send Deshaun home. It feels so like a clear yeah. answer that I was like, so of course it's going to be Danny. That's why it's not due to any actual strategy or insight on my part, other than the insight of like every single survivor vote goes the opposite way of what you think. So that's yeah, what exactly. You're right. You know, because this happens, this will happen like at the 15 minute mark and then like the 30 minute mark of the episode, someone will give a, you know, direct to cam VO thing and will be like, you know what? After the, the reward challenge, it's clearer than ever. Yeah. Ricard needs to go home and he's the target tonight. It's like, okay, well, Ricard isn't going home. So whoever they say in that moment, and it always happens, that person is almost guaranteed to be safe. It's like the opposite yeah. of a horror movie where they're like, I should go in that um, electrical closet or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, they go into the closet and they find a cute kitty. It's like, <laughs> it's like a bunch of flowers. Um, so that... That's why it wasn't surprising to me. Um, I was a little surprised at the tie. And then I was like, why even have a tie? And then, Be oh, go ahead. No, you, you finish. And then it's, they were so clear. I wish we could see some more insight after the tie as to how they decided on doing what they did. I think, well, the tie was because they were, they were unsure about Danny having an idol. Right. So and they wanted didn't. to flush oh, I was I thought he did too, actually. <laughs> and it's so weird because like now Survivor, the editing is so fucking fucked up where they'll yeah. be like, I went looking for an idol and they'll show the idol like hiding in the log. And then they won't show the guy picking it up. Yeah. And then when he uses the idol... The editing will be like, flashback, he got it. We didn't show that to you. LOL, joke's on you, the listener, the watcher. Yeah, yeah. So I was up till then th on the same side <laughs> where I was like, yeah, I think he might have one too. Yeah, I didn't know just because the editing has been so not spotted. Like, it's obviously a choice they make to sometimes withhold the information from the audience as well. My question was, Danny and Deshaun knew that there would be two votes cast against one, two votes cast against the other. And that they would vote against each other to just cancel each other out and just allow the tie to happen. And then one of them would be voted out and they didn't know which one. And I think the obviously Ricard, Heather, Sander and Erica had decided they wanted Danny out mm -hmm. if it got to that point. There's only six people. Danny, Deshaun, Ricard, Heather, Xander, Erica. Yeah. Why didn't Danny and Deshaun vote for Erica or Heather and create a three-way tie? I, still, I there's like a still, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, then it's like, let's just say they picked Heather for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe or, or maybe Erica. Let's say Erica. They've had their ups and downs with Erica. There would be two on Danny, two on Deshaun, two on Erica. It would be a three-way tie. Ricard, Heather, and Xander would vote. Hell, they still might all vote out three to zero on Danny, but at least get someone else's blood in there in that I mix. Know. Just Bring see what happens. Yeah. Like, 
worst case scenario, the same thing happens and one of you guys go home. I just didn't understand canceling each other out when the math worked out and maybe I'm wrong because there's always like so much stupid survivor math where you're like, yeah, oh, oh yeah, well, actually this power, did, I don't know. It's like more confusing than Brother half the time. I just didn't know why it's like, all right, the math works out. Bring a third person into that tiebreaker thing and like see you, if you're like, if your back is up against the wall and the firing line is there, just throw more chaos elements chaos. I was just in there say, and just see what happens. Well, that's what Xander did last time when he was on the bottom, when they were still outnumbered, he, he was like, it's time for some chaos theory, baby. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. Now we have Ricardo keeps winning immunity. <laughs> Xander, who has an immunity idol, Heather, which we'll have to use, I think <laughs> at the, at the final five. So the next one. Yeah. So if he has to use it, that means he's just safe. Like he's just a fast pass to final four. I think so. I forget if the immunity idols, if they can, if they are last used at final five or at final four, I think okay. they're last used at final four. Cause like, then it's just like a fast pass into the final. If the I five, had, the final I can't believe he hasn't used it yet. <laughs> If I had one, I would just use it immediately. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm in changer. I don't know. <laughs> and we saw two people go home with it in their pocket. We saw Xander and, and um, not Xander, um, Nasir and Shan not use it. I mean, what a blow to Nasir. We like Shan too. <laughs> we love Shan too. No, 100%. Our favorites. 100%. Um, but it was, a blow, it was a blow to both of them. That's a that's just so painful to leave that in your pocket. Yeah. Um, it's just, if I'm Erica, Deshaun and Heather, I'm worried <laughs> about the next, I do think a woman, I think it's going to be a woman in the final three for sure. I don't know which one, but how are we going to get there? Like, you think it's going to be Heather. It's going to be Xander, Ricard, and I Heather. think it's going to be Heather just because Heather's the goat. Like, yeah. Heather's just such the clear, like. Again, if the goal this week was to keep around people who could win immunity challenges against Ricard, then Heather would be the one person who can't do that more yeah. than Danny, right? But everyone, yeah. but everyone's like, yeah, that's our strategy, except for Heather, because she changes being in a final three in the final tribal council. She changes that million dollar. Uh, you know, proposition from a 33% to a 50% thing because no one's going to vote for Heather. Right. To win a million dollars. And it's, it's like, it's kind of a cop out for the show too, because it's like, yeah, we want a woman to win, but do you want it to be Heather? <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, no one's going to vote. Like it, Heather's go I promise you, if Heather gets to the final three, she's going to get zero votes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's every week is a wild ride. So we're just going to have to see what happens. We're just Mr. Toad. We are Mr. Toad. You know, he goes to hell in that ride. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> you get hit by a fucking car. You die. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. It's a horrible ride. I mean, it's fun, but very dark. <laughs> yeah. You go to you go to like, like court. the 60s. Yeah. It was like a 60s. It's yeah, a true American nightmare. You get sued. You go to court. The justice system. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of justice, should we talk about celebrity justice? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, what should we talk about first? The actual show Succession or the star of Succession who received a fun, flirty New Yorker profile that has since taken on a new life as like a celeb cause du jour. Like what? I guess we'll talk about them both. Okay. I don't know. Um, it's like we're it's like we're talking about this on Saturday. It feels like this has just been like like spoken to death in the. Internet. It's been a week. I mean, it, oh I think God. it lo- the I feel profile like I'm a year itself. Older. Yeah, I know. So, just in case anyone knows, I feel like I'm practically Ricard's age. No, oh, you wait, probably should have to explain this. This is a Survivor podcast. <laughs> okay, so on Sunday, a New Yorker profile of Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall Royal on Succession, dropped, and it was full of fun kooky eccentric details and interviews with all of his cast mates and some of them are like yeah he wants he's very extreme he's a method actor he's very committed it's like too much sometimes he thinks the show is a drama i think it's a comedy brian cox is like he needs to chill out you know lots of great great it wasn't as it wasn't taken as fun as that you're like oh it was fun and flirty it was fun and it was like a nice it was like a fucking aperol spritz on an August on an August night. I don't night. think it like, painted him as like no. a deep depressed monster. No, it didn't. It didn't. It, but the, the the title of it was like Jeremy Strong doesn't get the joke, mm-hmm. and it was like he's not he's not awful. He's not no. like he's not like throwing things at his castmates, but. He's uh, fashions himself a bit of a method actor. And then also there's been a sort of pushback against quote unquote method acting the last few years, because for a long time, people were like, oh, I can scream at you and stab you with an 18th century weapon because I'm method. And like, like that's just a way for like, usually like douchey male actors to treat people like shit and come up with like... Like increasingly outrageous demands of the cast and crew when it's like, yo, this is just a job. Have you ever tried acting? Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like Strong doesn't quite he rides the line a little bit, but also like he just takes it really seriously. And the show Succession is a funny show, but he also plays like a pretty dramatic character on it. So he spends a lot of his time alone, like getting himself into that mood because yeah. you have. Greg, cousin Greg and Roman and Tom like being funny all the time and Kendall is like on the verge of an emotional breakdown the entire time yeah. and as someone who's acted myself like in college <laughs> when you're like in a show like that like sometimes you do need to like separate yourself from like the fun atmosphere mm-hmm. but you know but it doesn't I really don't think the profile was like fuck this guy no it wasn't it wasn't it was just like he let's be real. He's a kook. He's an eccentric, deep actor who is very talented. Like, I don't think it ever was like, you know, he's doing this for no reason. It's like he's clearly he's like getting results. And he's like being Yeah, well, it's not like yeah. Jared Leto in Suicide Squad, you know, oh where God. it's like, what he did all this gross stuff and stayed in character and was like, why for 10 minutes of screen time where you're the Joker? But yeah. um That's a but good comparison. So, so, you know, it comes out, it's the talk of the town. Everyone on Twitter is loving it because we all love Succession. Oh, yes, Brett? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, keep going. We all love Succession. We love Kendall Roy and we like, and 
it's it's a well-written piece because it's got like all these great quotes. It's got Kieran Culkin being like, I think this show's a comedy. He does not think it's a comedy. That's where the title probably comes from of the piece. Yeah. But, um, and then our boy, our boy, Aaron Sorkin also quoted in the piece. Yeah. And because Jeremy Strong was in The Trial of the Chicago 7. If you do not remember, we did discuss this film. Please go back to this last year. This was a year, year ago. <laughs> yeah. You loved this, right? I, I ever get like, your take on Trial of the Chicago 7. I was like, pretty I thought mediocre. It was great. Okay. I thought it was a great movie. I was pretty, movie. I was pretty yeah. Well written. Very, very compelling. I really enjoyed it. Well directed yeah. by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> I would not I would not call anything directed by Aaron Sorkin well directed. <laughs> but so so Jeremy Strong's in that too. And so Aaron Sorkin gave some quote where he was like, actually, I mean, I can pull up the exact quote because Aaron Sorkin has recently released. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we want to talk about here. Okay. Yeah, well, Aaron Sorkin, <laughs> An open letter to the internet. <laughs> oh my yeah. So Aaron, Aaron Sorkin was quoted as saying, like, yeah, he's a bit like method. He wanted, uh, during a protest scene, like he wanted to be roughed up by the like extras playing the cops and he wanted there to be real tear gas used. And I was like, no. Right. And, and then during some of the courtroom scenes, he was like making funny jokes and like using a whoopee cushion and stuff because that's what his character would have done. Right. And I actually didn't think much of this I thought it was I didn't really think much funny. of these quotes. I didn't think I didn't think they made Jeremy Strong look much worse than anything. I thought of anything. They're just like, okay, just like more detail here. I they seem it was, objective. I, I really thought it was Aaron Sorkin being like kind of funny and fun because the here's the actual quote. Okay, the writer of the piece said, "You've said he wanted to be tear gas for real. What do you remember about that? And how did you respond?" And then Aaron Sorkin's exact quote as released. From Aaron Sorkin himself, which is, I'm pretty sure, the exact same quote that was used in the piece. No discrepancy. Yes. He asked if he could be hit with tear gas in the first confrontation with the police. I don't like saying no to Jeremy, but there were 200 people in that scene and another 70 on the crew. So I declined to spray them with poison gas. Like, that's a funny line. He's Aaron Sorkin knows that's a funny line and it got included and maybe he regrets yeah. that it got included. Well, that's so that's the thing is that this thing comes out. I mean, there's a separate full like conversation to happen about like the succession of it all and like what happens on succession like hours after this this uh, piece is, is published. So yesterday, Aaron Sorkin, not very online, but you know who is, <laughs> you know, who has an account on Twitter.com is Jessica Chastain. Uh, star of Molly's game. Jessica Chastain tweets, <laughs> quote, Aaron Sorkin does not have social media, so he asked me to post this letter on his behalf, XX. Okay. Is, I forgot, are X's hugs or kisses? They're kisses. How could you forget that? Nobody wants to <laughs> kiss me or hug me. So then she posts this, like, Microsoft Word screenshot <laughs> from Aaron Sorkin where he's like, everything I said was taken out of context. <laughs> I wanted to speak out. I need to clear the air. I think I helped Mr. Shulman create what I believe is a distorted picture of Jeremy that asks us to roll our eyes at his <laughs> acting process. And then he proceeds to, as we teased here, 
include word for word what the uh, what the author asked Aaron and then what Aaron responded. And it's it's weird because from my perspective, this adds literally nothing to like it doesn't <laughs> add or take away from the piece. I thought his quotes were relatively. I didn't think. I don't think they were edited. I, think I don't they think were he, word for his word. quotes created a distorted picture of Jeremy at all, <laughs> as Aaron says. <laughs> but on the official Aaron Sorkin letterhead, Aaron's like, <laughs> "Yo," and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not starting a Twitter account today because of this. I'm just gonna text. Well, I do love. Jessica that's Chastain. the thing too, right? Like, is Jessica Chastain tweeting it on his behalf because Aaron Sorkin would never mix with the plebeians of social media. And you know what? Once He's again, right. once again, Aaron Sorkin's not wrong. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah, taking please. the advice we've given to many celebrities, which is just go be rich and stay off social media. So I respect him Log. for that. Off. Yeah, I totally respect him for that. The problem is, unfortunately, is Aaron Sorkin definitely has a fucking burner account where he's reading all the... How else would he know? How else would he be, like, so moved and so annoyed? Because he hates the internet. He hates Twitter. He hates, like, That's fan a good point. boards. He, for sure, was reading all this stuff, and he was like, I must act. And by act, I mean, I must write this open letter and get my friend Jessica Chastain to post it. I, so hate, the, I hate that Jessica Chastain posted it. The profile it. comes out. Oh, she's, she's too much. Go go be with Oscar Isaac. It's what you guys want. You know what, Jess? You were in the Oscar running this year. And now this is what your narrative is. Like, oh, why? Why would you sully yourself okay, with no, it? This is, I mean, this is disappointing for us. The eyes of Tammy Faye just complete fart in a hurricane. <laughs> I just, it, why did she do this? Why are any of them, I, the other people doing this? Anne Hathaway also made like a post. Adam McKay tweeted about it or did, about Jeremy did an Strong? interview. Yes. He is the cause, he's like, it's like, um, remember when everyone was like, who was it? Was it Chris Pratt? Everyone was like, we hate Chris Pratt and all the Marvel people. What day of the week? Like, like Tuesday? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was specifically. Four, third Tuesdays ago? I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, but every Marvel person was like, was like, that's my brother. Like, Chris Pratt. Like, oh, how dare yeah. you? How dare you? Robert Downey Jr. like put something up about, he touched on religion, I think. It was so bad. So weird. And it was like, this is Twitter. It was about something stupid, like him being a sexiest person alive or something, you know? And everyone was like, not to me. And then all the, or the Marvel people were like, how dare you? It's just so out of touch. It's so out of touch. <laughs> I get that you have, I get that you're friends. You're all friends. You all live in a nice little club where you don't want to hear any criticism. And you don't want to ever hear about anything that you're doing is wrong. Everything has to be treated with kid gloves. But like, this was just a fun, a fun profile. This was not anyone trying to like stop him from getting work. It wasn't serious. It, like, it wasn't like, I'll see you in court, Jeremy Strong. It was just fun. That's why the, the overreaction is just too much. Well, maybe don't you think just actors want to like, entertainment professionals want to toe a line where they're like, we can't let 
the New York liberal media <laughs> get away with, we can't let them do this because if they can say this about Jeremy, then they're all coming with their pitchforks for the rest of us, right? Yeah. But it's like they're acting as though this was a slam piece in the fucking Daily Mail or something. It's a New Yorker. It's like well-researched. I'm sure it went through fact check. Like it's, give me a break. This is the same outlet that published like the Weinstein expose. I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) I don't know. I I think the, I thought the reaction to it of like people talking about it for like a full on week was weird. I think it's just because everyone's so obsessed with with Succession. We just love the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, to go back to Succession. Great episode. Quite, a, quite an episode. Quite an episode. <laughs> we have to spoil a little bit of it. It's a mm-hmm. question mark spoiler because the episode. It's a cliffhanger. It, it ends on a cliffhanger, which is. Here's a spoiler. Skip ahead a few minutes. If you don't want to listen. Well, just let me tell everyone right now, this as of right now, listen, it's 40 minutes in. Everything is going to be a spoiler. We're going to talk about Succession just like that and the film Stillwater. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of spoilers. I'm going to talk about West Side Story, a movie yeah. uh, that was released 50 years ago. Exactly. And based on Romeo and Juliet. But spoilers. <laughs> Which was released 400 <laughs> years ago. Um, is uh, Kendall might be dead. He's not. <laughs> I bet, he's not. I bet he's not. <laughs> yeah, I bet he's not. As, I bet he's not as well. I actually spent a bit of Monday and morning about it. I was like, mm-hmm. actually quite convinced he was. No. Um, Never for one the, minute. But the timing of the piece was like a bit of like, why is this coming out today? Yeah. And then you watch the episode and the episode ends with Kendall potentially dying. And you're like, oh, is this Kendall like making the pivot to video? Is he just, is this kind of is this the end of his succession career is this sort of like him opening up his wings and being like i'm available to be in coen brothers movies now or something right so i think that sort of elevated it right it was a perfectly timed episode yeah a hundred percent and that's why that's probably adds to why it was like so um, feverishly devoured the piece because everyone's yeah. This on. came out like six weeks ago. People will be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think the the shocking ending, like the last ten minutes of the episode, was so unreal. From the Kendall stuff to the Roman stuff, and so, even the Tom and Schiff stuff. Like you get three of these big plots, all kind of like being like, whoa, oh my god, what the hell. Yeah, I was really glad. I was really glad that st- some stuff started happening in the last 10 minutes of this episode. So Roman sends a dick pic. He means to send it to Jerry, but he sends it to his dad. Now, normally I really, really hate any plot line where it's like, we don't know how to use email. <laughs> we don't know how to send text messages. Like, I just think it's so lazy. Like, how do I make it unsend? It's honestly like a plot line from Sex in the City 20 years ago. So normally I do not respect it. However, I do think it's fit. I thought it was fairly realistic. If you're texting as many people as these people are texting, they're always on their phone and you just do that one little slip up. It was set up earlier in the episode where he talked about how he keeps sending her them. She doesn't want them anymore. So we saw that foreshadowing. He sends it. We see, oops, he sent it to dad. I was okay with it actually. 
I screamed. I was, <laughs> I was, it was like the funniest, most insane thing I've ever seen on the show. It yeah. was so good. It was so earned. Uh, just quickly, a thing that Succession does very well that other shows have stopped doing and they've done the cheat version of it where the person's on the phone and they just like, they just actually just do the animated graphic on the screen. Right. And you know what? In shows where there is a lot of texting taking place because they take place in 2020 or 2021 or whatever, sometimes when there's a lot of texting on shows, just show it on screen. It's so yeah. much easier. Succession doesn't do that. There's actually quite a lot of phone calls and texting happening on the show but they don't do the cheat. It's I wouldn't say it's a cheat. Sometimes it's a creative decision. Sometimes yeah. shows like we just got to show this. Let's not find a way to do the insert shot of the person on their phone right. with like the fake weird OS. It's a visual exist. choice. It's like you can make it really fun if you have yeah. it appear on screen. It's like if you have a got a good graphics person. Listen, there's a lot that goes into it. But yes, you're right. Succession does it, and there's a lot of texting and emailing that happens on the show. But they make a point to only show. Though, like, the camera will peer over someone's shoulder and catch a glimpse of their screen only if necessary. Otherwise, people will text each other, and you, the audience, are just like, I guess I'm not reading that text. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought it was a very earned moment for years of this Jerry Roman stuff. It, uh, it, was, it was incredible, leading to just the acting performance of uh, movement coaches. <laughs> Yeah. Around the country or watching uh, young McCulkin and being like, oh, my God, the way he contorts his body in shame and makes faces that only, <laughs> that He's a sicko. only those guilty people make. Yeah. He's a sicko. Are you a sicko? Yeah, it was great. Love him and Logan talking about it. Um, loved, of course, I loved when I laughed out loud when, uh, Logan was like, she's a million years old about Jerry. <laughs> I loved that so much because she's younger than you, <laughs> first of all. And you're like, you, you're telling me you're not trying to get with your assistant. Um, but of course he's so misogynistic. So, um, he wanted to fire her immediately. Loved Loved Roman's line of like, should we really fire her for being sexually harassed by me? <laughs> um, that was great. And then, yeah, the sort of final scene, I know I'm jumping around, it was Kendall uh, falling, seemingly falling asleep in the pool drunk, so maybe drowning. And this comes after he has a very intense dinner with Logan, where Logan thinks he's get, trying to poison him and at one point like has oh his my gosh. has his grandson come over and taste his food so that if it is poison his grandson will die um very fun very fun scene it's i can't believe that next week is it's the finale right it's a finale for a lot of things it's a survivor finale next week as well i think it's going to be like a 2 hour episode next week is going to be a super sized podcast um but i uh, hope Aaron Sorkin doesn't start a a TikTok account. <laughs> I mean, I just can't. <laughs> so much to talk about. You know Aaron Sorkin's going to be in some freaking Hollywood roundtable. And he's going to well, open that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. The, being We're going to have Being the Ricardos is coming out. I went to the movies last night and there was a big cardboard <laughs> cutout. Emergency pod. Of for, the Ricardos. <laughs> for, for Aaron Sorkin award season emergency pod. Um, but so, so 
I, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about Succession? There's I there's so much to say uh-huh. about Succession. But honestly, we have like 12 other things to talk about here. Okay. And I'm sure you want to live your life. I thought it was a good episode. I do think this season as a whole is... It like was is so strong in terms of character development and like um, scene study or whatever. In terms of actual plot moving forward, it was weak. Just saying. You're a big plot person. I do like I like Who yeah. Cares? I, I Who cares am. about the plot. I do. <laughs> I care about like movement, growth, development. I'm all in. I'm all in on succession. I'm sad to see it go. Yeah. I think I think the I think the best the better money. I don't know if you can bet on this. On uh, online, but I would say Kendall's probably not. Dead. I just don't think Kendall the lives. show. I don't know what the show is. Yeah, if he's not on it, at the same time he's kind of just like done everything he can do. And are we just going to do another season of him like trying to scoop control of the company away? I'm sure they're. I mean, the writers are incredibly intelligent. They'll find something else to do. But also, like, I just don't. The show would just be so morose and sad like if like one of the main characters just like drowns to death at the age of 40 yeah. and like leaves behind like a After's- sad fam- family like i just what happens episode three of season four like roman and tom are like farting around <laughs> belarus yeah. like do yeah, yeah. like i just is it funny anymore i don't know yeah is the show a comedy jeremy strong would say no jeremy strong would say no kieran culkin would say yes so we'll see um, I want to, do you mind if we put, put a pin in still water? I don't mind. Cause it's an evergreen. It came out like six months ago. It's an evergreen topic that I will bring up we again. So much it might time. be my new Molly's game. Survivor is going to be over next week. In like two weeks, we can <laughs> talk about still water. Okay. I, I think there are more timely things to talk about that yes. we still, that are still on the agenda. Absolutely. Absolutely. I went to go see a motion picture last night entitled West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg, a remake of the classic 1960s movie, an <laughs> yeah, adaptation one of, of my of favorite the Broadway musical by the same name. And my absolute favorite Broadway musical. Okay, go ahead. I'm not going to say much about this movie. If you like West Side Story, I you do. might love this. Okay. You might love this movie because <laughs> this movie is West Side Story. Mm. They got all the hits. They play yes. all the songs. Good. Officer Krupke is in it. Krupp you. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a curb your, more of a curb your enthusiasm reference <laughs> at this point. Um, I, and I love musicals. Yeah. I love musicals. This movie didn't particularly do it for me. Hmm. But I do want to say, I want to talk about something else though. Okay. <laughs> Which is that the fucking critic industrial complex, the liberal elite <laughs> New York, London intelligentsia yeah. loves this movie. And they are slurping Stevie Spielberg, who's great. Yeah. I mean, I need to put someone on slurp. blast. <laughs> yeah. I need to put someone on blast. <laughs> okay. Robbie Collin at Robbie Reviews. <laughs> wow. Full, full He's handle. He's verified. <laughs> I did the snap. I did the screen cap re- Quote tweet because yeah. I didn't want to get up in his mentions. Okay, I think I believe he's British. <laughs> okay, happy to report. I'll do it in a British. Happy to report. I'm still levitating 72 hours after seeing the miraculous West Side Story, which is Steven Spielberg's best film since AI artificial intelligence. 
And then he links to his review. And who, who, what publication does he write for? Give me a hot minute. The Telegraph. Oh, that's a big one. Okay. All right. It's a paper of record. That's a and big I should one. know I'd probably be friends with him because his, uh, on Twitter, his uh, header photo is uh, a screenshot from of Bradley Cooper from Licorice Pizza. So, oh, well, you'll <laughs> never be friends now because you've declared war because he said something that has truly offended you. The best Spielberg's best film since AI artificial intelligence. Yeah. Are you just someone who doesn't like Steven Spielberg movies? <laughs> because AI came out in 2001, mm-hmm. 20 years ago. First yeah. of all, that is not a good movie. That is not a good movie. So if you're saying it's his best since that, then you're like, well, my all of my expectations, your bar for old Stevie is yeah. like weird. Discombobulated. The next two movies Steven Spielberg <laughs> makes in the year 2002 are Minority Report and Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Which are excellent classics, yeah. incredible movies. It's so much better. Half of Minority Report is better than all of Artificial Intelligence. I mean, oh Artificial Intelligence is just so forgettable. I don't remember. I, I remember it, Haley Joel Osment is, is the robot. But I also remember around the same time that Robin Williams movie Bicentennial Man came out. Oh, those sucks. <laughs> so, but they're the same thing. It's just about like a loved actor playing a robot. So I just don't, um, it's a weird got- reference to me. Governor Schwarzenegger in your movie. I don't need to see a robot in it. Mm, so true. So true. He's the only robot we love. But like, what about Chappie? Listen, what about <laughs> what about Finch? <laughs> don't get me started on Finch. I don't want. Do you watch Finch? I can't. No, I've refused because I'm like I'm not. This dog's. I, I, no hell no. I don't want to see a sad dog. Yeah, I me neither. Um, I'll, I will say, Stevie. I would the last 20 years of Spielberg has not been fantastic. No, there are some clunkers. There's some clunkers in it. Yeah. A lot of them. And I'm willing to name them. That there are no good movies that his best movie in the last 20 years is AI when Minority Report, here are movies that are a hundred percent better than minority than AI. Minority Report. Catch them if you can. Munich, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies. I'll give everyone the rest of them. The BFG. I didn't see the BFG. I didn't see the BFG. The I didn't post. see Warhorse. I the post is fine. I you know I I haven't seen a bunch of these movies because they kind of I think they suck. People like the War of the Worlds thing. Like I didn't care for it. Indiana Jones <laughs> four stinks. Yeah, that, that was movie bad. is a pile of fucking horse shit. Yeah, he's made some clunkers. But there are at least one, two, three. Four, there are at least five excellent movies. That are better than AI and that are better than West Side Story. I rest my case. I agree and I support you. Um, You know, he he is a walking, living genius, Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Like, we forget just how um, iconic he is. I still really want to see West Side Story. I know it just came out and you didn't really give that glowing review. But I do still really want to see it. A lot of people are really enjoying the hell out of this movie. I, 
I, I guess West Side Story is like not one of my favorite musicals. I honestly forgot how goofy it is. <laughs> I forgot how much like violence is replaced by dance. I love that though. I it's That's hard. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It makes so much sense in a theatrical setting. It makes yeah. so much sense on the stage, seeing the dancing, being there, seeing a representation of a building on the west side of Manhattan, rather than the actual buildings and the New York skyline and the Hudson River and all that. Once you put it, that's the that's the the hard line to walk with a movie musical, right? Is there so much uh, suspension of disbelief in the theater, which is why the theater is so magical and why it works so much. But then once you put something in a naturalistic, like actual representation of the real world, you're like, why are they dancing and not stabbing <laughs> each other? But I like it because guys it, don't look tough. They look like dancers. Yeah, yeah. But I like it in the movies because then you can see a close up of how high they're really kicking. Yeah. I will say and that's very impressive. I'll just say this. I'll say all <laughs> this. I think all the performances are fantastic. Yeah. The young woman who plays Maria, she's she's great. A star. The star is born. Yeah. And also, we are in the post supernova black hole of a star being sucked out of the universe. Because let me tell you, our guy Ansel Elgort is not it. <laughs> He's not it. Well, I don't even want to talk. I, I feel like there's a, um, what's the word when like, we shouldn't even talk about him. No one's uh, talking about him. It's oh, like, I he's not even in you, this like, movie. Google him. He's like, he's like the Los Angeles Sheriff Department. If you Google him, yeah. like, bad things come up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, I don't even want to comment. No comment. Uh, okay. I'll, I will make <laughs> one comment. Yeah. I and mean, this is just about his performance in the film. I'm yeah. not going to get into the other stuff. Okay. It's out there. Google it. He's not great in this movie. Like he, hmm. he's not. He's not great. He's a, and he's like the the main character. Right. He's Tony. So I, I, he he's not he's not great. That kind of took that kind of took me out of it. Stevie Stevie S can fucking put lights and costumes and sets and visual effects and oh, movement yeah. together like nobody's business. Yeah. If you think fucking. Denis Villeneuve <laughs> has got it up on Steven. You're wrong because Steven can do it. And Steven can a, do it. He's still got it. This comes from a Denis we Villeneuve love, super fan. <laughs> we love Villeneuve on this podcast. <laughs> but, like, and, and the movie has all that. Oh my God. But also, like, I, I just don't know. I don't know why we're digging up this source material at all. There is no. Like, there's just no the need original to... was so good. That's the thing. That's my only, yeah, that was my question because it looks the same as the first movie. And then at that point, I really am just like, why even make a second? Why even make it? The only point to doing it again would be to update the setting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which they Change recently it. did on, which they recently did on Broadway. And I think yeah. 2019, um, there was a revival of West Side Story with contemporary costuming and theming, and maybe they updated the book a little bit right. to maybe get rid of some of the like, oh, you're a blister. Why don't you go pop yourself? <laughs> like, yeah. A little bit of just that sort of like 1950s mannerisms and stuff. I, I don't know. Hey, man. <laughs> We're not Heather here. You and I have our eyes open about like what's happening politically and socially in America. Oh, yeah. There is room for a conversation about race in a city and about certain people saying, get out. 
You're mm-hmm. not allowed to love the other people of that kind. There is a yeah. conversation about that that is as prudent as necessary to have in America right now as it was in the 1950s. So why are you doing the 50s version? Yeah. Like, let's (laughs) have that conversation now. But it doesn't. The costumes are great. The singing's great. The dancing's great. But they don't answer that that core question of like, why this, why now? And why are you just doing this this, the same with like 50s? And they're all just like, to the moon, Eisenhower. I don't know what I would say. (laughs) Yeah. Geoff is a Krupke. I love it. That's the most 50s of all of them, that song. Um. Listen, we're at an hour, so I just don't even know if I can get into... You can go into it. And just like that, the Sex in the City, Not re- it's not a reboot. It's a not a sequel. It, well, it's like coming after the second movie. The ladies are in their 50s, almost early 60s. Heather. And <laughs> they're Heather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not that much to say. I do want to say the spoiler because I just have to. It's like a perfectly okay first episode. I've only seen the first episode where it's like Samantha moved to London. That's why they explain that she's not in it anymore. And um, they're all just going about their also, lives. They, they, she moved to London? Yeah, she moved to London. Okay. And they're not friends anymore. That's it. <laughs> and they said that they're not friends with her anymore? They had a little bit of a falling out because Carrie fired her as her publicist. Oh. And so she moved to London and they're not friends anymore. That's it. That's it. And just like that. And just like that. <laughs> the show goes on. So they're all, you know, they're all living their lives. They've got kids and Carrie's with Big. She's doing a podcast. Oh, my God. Miranda is taking classes at Columbia. Um, she quit her corporate job. She wants to get, like, involved. She should run for governor. <laughs> but, um, but... So Carrie's with Big. You know Mr. Big, right? You know the, that part Yeah, of the I know the... I know the the, the broad strokes of it. So they're together. They're blissfully happy. Um, and then Carrie goes to this piano recital of Charlotte's <laughs> kid and Big decides to stay home and ride the Peloton. He rides the Peloton. He gets off. Suddenly his arm hurts, his left arm. And he is about to hop in the shower when, oops, heart attack and not a heart attack that he survives. He is dead. And you know what? I just have to say, I give this show a lot of props because I and just like that. And just like that, he's dead. And Mr. Carrie's Big's single dead. again, baby. She's single oh, and ready to mingle. <laughs> time to go dating again. Yes, we love time that. Time to fire up the old Raya. We had to. They had to do something because they're all in relationships and married or whatever. Like, you have to get find a way to get back to what this show was originally about, which is dating in New York City. And so they found it. Is, is, um, there's no shadow of a doubt. He is dead, honey. Not Kendall Roy. No. It, it, and I respect that. It wasn't a cliffhanger. It was he is dead. Are they sad? Yeah, they're going to be sad, but it just happened at the end of the episode, so I haven't started the next one. Okay. But I'm sure they're um, sad. (laughs) Did Charlotte end up with the bald fella? Yes, Harry. Where is he? Where is he? He's skateboarding. Okay. (laughs) He's he's in the show. He's skateboarding in the house. And they're together? 
They're together. Everything's fine. They I just like are all the women. Okay, okay. And it's Cynthia Nixon single. Cynthia I Nixon just, is with Steve, who was her like Brooklyn bartender boyfriend. Who mm-hmm. he got her pregnant, and then they and they fell in love, and they have a son, Brady, who's now a teenager, and he's making out with girls and nice. having sex. And Gross. she steps on his condom full of semen. Brady, man. <laughs> got to learn to cover stuff up. (laughs) It's really gross. Um, So I thought it was a fine, a fine first episode until that last minute. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is amazing. (laughs) I'm going to be watching this. You got to see Carrie dating in her fifties. Come on. I don't want to see anybody dating in their fifties. No, I'm very interested to see where this goes. I don't want to see people in their twenties dating. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I'd, I'd rather see it's funny because there's that show that someone, one of our wonderful listeners asked us about uh, college, the sex lives of college girls, which I still have not Renewed. watched, but I'm going Renewed to. Renewed for a season two. Yeah, I'm going to watch Get in it. on it now because it's going to keep rolling. <gasps> oh my gosh. The wind from Kentucky is here now. It is blowing outside. Um, I'm going to watch it, but it's fun to think like, yeah, there's going to be sex on and just like that with all these 50 year olds, we're going to see how that goes. And Maybe then she dates a much younger guy, and Maybe. she's like, "Oh, what is it like?" Oh, but you know what? I, I, that life isn't for me anymore. Well, that she, the thing is, that's why I'm like, "Where are they going to go with this?" Because they already did her dating a younger guy in the original series. <laughs> yeah, when she was like 35. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, now what? She's going to date a 40 year old and be like, "Oh, I can't handle this." Um, I, I just am very curious and very excited. Um, we have a couple questions, two questions, yeah, two questions that we got to get to. One is from BB fan zero 2020, Aaron, Danny, did you ever finish watching the challenge? You tweeted a while ago that you started vendettas. If you did, what did you think? I did not. I finished watching that episode <laughs> and I watched, I think maybe one more. I found it really hard to jump into because there's just all these pre-existing relationships that I, other than like the ones from Big Brother, that I just was not aware of. So it was hard. It's like watching any show when you start mid-season or season three, you're like, wait, who is this? What's going on? And honestly, it was so complicated. It was like Game of Thrones. And I kept forgetting everyone's names. I'm like, wait, who is that? And why are they, they hate each other, but they're allies. It was just very confusing to me. So I haven't written the franchise off at all. I'm very open to it, but yeah, I just didn't, I did not finish. And then from Regis Probes, who we just need to Say we need, this is like there's some dr- BD fan drama. Regis Probst, formerly known as Rennie Stan, but has changed their handle yeah. to reasons unbeknownst to us. But I don't know if I. I think <laughs> I it might know. be a downgrade. I gotta tell you. I think it's like a, they're like. Are they standing Regis Philbin? I think maybe. I don't know another their, Regis. Their header profile pick is. It Regis is Regis. Philbin with someone who I don't recognize. <laughs> yeah, it's Sue. It's Sue from Survivor. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe it's just a seasonal thing where it's like Survivor's on, so I prefer being probes rather than a Rennie stand. I don't know, but... Too late d- in the game. Yeah. We changed our name to Hey Jeff like eight <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> Survivor's over on Wednesday. So... Regis Probes, aka Renison, wants to know who from this cast of Survivor would be fun feeds if they were on BB and who would be a flop? This is a great question. Um, because all the people that we love 
on Survivor would be the biggest flops. On, or actually, no. Tiffany would be amazing on feeds. She'd be great. Tiffany would be great. Nasira would be great, but he'd be gone the first week. Yeah. Um, I think Deshaun would be good. Deshaun would I be think good. Deshaun is a bit of a... He's like... He's a bit of a sloppy player, I think. Like, I think he kind of has, like, these emotional ups and downs, which are good for BB feeds. Yeah. People riding high and being like, you're never going to stop me, motherfuckers. (laughs) And then, like, the next week being like, please use the veto on me. Oh, yeah. He would. That would be great. He would do that. Yeah. He'd be. And so would Shan, because we talked about it, how Shan. Am I the drama? Yeah, you were. (laughs) (laughs) So she'd be great, too. I think. Ricard and Xander would be so boring. So oh, boring. Yeah. I would hate them Ricard, on the Big Brother. Sitting at the sitting on the patio with his sunglasses on. Ugh. Just and watching people. Just like cutting off any drama from happening. You know, like being a total um, what's the word? Like a moderator, like making sure nothing gets yeah. too hot. I would hate that. Um <laughs> Erica would be fine. Heather would be boring. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a question. Great question. Oh. Yeah, no, Tiffany, we talked about. She'd be great. Um, Thank you so much for those questions. I know we asked for them a little late and we're recording a little late. So thanks for getting them in at all. And we got a lot of comments and a lot of love. Someone did say that it's a sign. Aaron's letter was a sign we need to rewatch Molly's game. You know, I I couldn't agree more. In two weeks, (laughs) there's nothing, man. No survivor. Big Brother celebs a couple weeks away. You know, yeah. like we got some time. It's gonna be Oscar. It's gonna be Hey Oscar season. Hey Oscar. Hey Matt Damon. Hey Stillwater. <laughs> oh my god, we gotta talk about Stillwater. Like Danielle was like, I watched the movie Stillwater. I'm like, I've heard this movie is like perhaps more batshit. What's the movie where like someone's head was a zombie? Ma- Malignant. <laughs> Malignant. It's, it's almost as crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get there. We're I'm gonna keep a list. It. No, no. But we're gonna keep a list going. Um, we will get there. So thank you all so much for listening and sending it in. You can always send us questions and comments at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>